4: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. And the the game of the year in the NFL, every week there's a game of the year in the NFL. The game of the year in the NFL was the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, play the hits. I had a program director early in my career. Play the hits. Don't go off the grid. Don't, don't go outside the box. Stay in the box. Of course, I've always followed that, as you know. That's why I've succeeded at the pinnacle of broadcasting here, the coveted overnight slot at Fox Sports Radio. But it was an emotional roller coaster type of game for the Patriots, more than the Steelers. In the end, it became that for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But in the span of approximately five minutes of real time, the Patriots had gone from a classic Tom Brady game-winning drive. They take the lead into watching – Their defense gets stomped on in the blink of an eye. The uh, Patriots had uh, defensively just imploded, vomited all over the field. But leading up to that, you had Rob Gronkowski take over. It it looked like uh, if you you play football around Thanksgiving and the parents versus the kids. Uh, Gronkowski is the defender, so the Steelers try to stop him was a gigantic mismatch, and Rob Gronkowski essentially took over that go-ahead drive. A couple of big plays there. Dion Lewis eventually scored what looked like the game-winning touchdown with less than a minute to go in the fourth quarter, and you know what happened happened after that. Maybe not. If you had gone to get like a beer, which would have been a really bad time to get a beer, like if you had decided, I need to go to relieve myself, I'm going to go to the powder room, which is what they say in Canada. You would have missed a sixty-nine-yard reception by Juju Smith-Schuster that then set up what looked like it. This was going to be the game-winning touchdown, right? Jesse James, right over the middle into the end zone, touchdown Steelers, and everyone's saying, "Oh man, they got to make sure they kick the extra point because there is still a little time left. There is like thirty seconds, less than thirty seconds for Brady to get back." Except it wasn't a touchdown. He was. He was a touchdown. But it wasn't a touchdown. Uh, Jesse James, upon further review, the NFL determining that the James touchdown reception, no good, take it off the board. Now, at this particular moment, you had to think, hey, the Steelers, the worst-case scenario, the doomsday scenario is, okay, they kick a field goal, the game goes to overtime, they get – Another opportunity in overtime, and both teams will possess the ball in the overtime, they're okay. It's bad, but it ain't that bad. And I am convinced if Ben Roethlisberger had done the right thing instead of the wrong thing, that this particular play, while terrible, while horrific, would not have been the defining event of Week 15 in the NFL. But instead, with a chance to... At worst, go to overtime with a field goal attempt. Ben Roethlisberger did the thing you cannot do. He was intercepted by Daron Harmon, and that's it. See you later. Game over. Patriots get the win. They go to the victory formation. Uh, Terrible play by the Steelers quarterback there. But let's not bury the lead here. More on that later because Roethlisberger had a lot to say. But let's, let's get to a rather simple question. We believe in simple things here. We're simple people. Uh, and, And it's very simple. Was Jesse James' catch a catch? Now, in the bizarro world of football, the most ridiculous world that these people live in, the theater of the bizarre, in that area of football, it was not a catch. It's a terrible rule. It's a horrific rule. Now, to expand on this, my viewpoint on, on this particular, this, the, the Jesse James catch at the end, you've got common sense, letter of the law, the pardon, and then you've got heart stopping. You've got all that mixed together, and I'll bind them all together in a nice little holiday package here. But The, the first thing, if, if I'm playing football with you, you and I are together, we're playing football, and that same play happens, that same catch, although I'm assuming we're not going to play with Jesse James, a tight end from the NFL, but let's just say you know, I'll be the one making the catch because I'm very similar athletically to an NFL tight end. So I make the catch, and then all right, I cross over my, my imaginary goal line. I'm into the end zone. I'm at the park. We're at the park. Does anyone amongst us say, oh, no, that's not a catch. You didn't follow all the way through. Of course not. You don't bring that up. Nobody brings that up. Nobody brings it up. It's common sense. You see a play like that, it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. The, but the NFL's NFL, well, you have to survive the ground, like the ground monster of the NFL. Keep in mind, from a financial standpoint here, I benefited. It was a push situation. I had the Patriots. So I, I did okay here. I did okay with this, but much like in past instances with Megatron famously or not so famously in the a random Lions-Bears game uh, in Illinois, the, the outcome of that play, and more recently a couple years back, the Dez Bryant catch, uh, I continue to maintain the absurdity of all of this, and, and even if you... Happened to enjoy the New England Patriots, you you can admit the ridiculousness of this. The Jesse James had a knee down. He had reached across the goal line. At that point, I guess he's no longer a receiver. Then he's a runner, but the, you know, the Des Bryant catch, the uh, NFL rules Gestapo laid it on thick there. They were preaching uh, all over the place. They had their toadies of the NFL giving out all kinds of propaganda about this. Mike Pereira, who does a great job on Fox, the longtime czar of NFL officiating, he chimed in and he took the company position on this. He says, if you're going to the ground, you have to hold on to the ball. When the ball hits the ground, going to the ground, Trump's lunging, reaching to try to get extra yards to score a touchdown. And so he essentially said you do it at your own peril. You know, trying to push the ball across the end zone, uh, is frowned upon among the dopes that put the rules together in the NFL. That's the bizarro world of football. Like In most circles, coaches would say, boy, that's a great play by you. You really want to score that touchdown. You've got to reach it, Push that ball across the goal line. In the NFL, the dopes on Park Avenue, you're a heathen, and you turn the ball over. It's ridiculous. It's the most re- uh, silliest thing or in this case, an incomplete pass. But if it goes out of the end zone, then it's a touchback. We saw that in the Raider-Cowboy game the Sunday night. Game. But this particular rule, you, people, I've heard a lot of so-called experts and geniuses that claim to be informed pundits on all things NFL, and they rant and rave like lunatics here that uh, the NFL must do something about this. Right, The NFL's got to put a stop to this they got to change the rule. This is one of the big rule issues the NFL faces. They don't care. By the letter of the law that they put in, they like this. Again, spirit of law, hey, it's a touchdown, right? Common sense play. The NFL's all about the letter of the law on this. And all the outrage and all the people that have called up radio shows all night long and will continue to call in over the next 24 hours – and this general hullabaloo directed at that particular play in the Steeler Patriot game, it's good for business. I mean, just to be clear, there there are separate rules. I, I know the, the NFL I, I read the rule book. I, I got a headache from reading the NFL rule book. but you would think when the ball crosses the plane of the goal line, that's it. Everything stops, right? I mean again, it, it comes down to the difference between a pass catcher and a runner. Uh, and but how many times have you watched an NFL game and seen a running back cross the goal line and it's like uh, a hand grenade? The ball just goes everywhere, and and they don't do anything about that. Why didn't he? Didn't maintain possession of the ball all the way through the goal line, or did he? And then it doesn't matter. I mean, but see the, the NFL, the, the people that put the rules together. Um, again, I feel like they're dopes. The NFL loves this and uh, (laughs) Paul can't hit the ground if you're the running back, but not if you're a receiver. And uh, by the letter of the law, the NFL got it right. The law is flawed. It's a stupid law. It's silly. Uh, My advice is to change it back to the way it used to be. I've been preaching about this for several years. No one listens to me. Shame on you, you morons. Uh, The NFL should listen to me. right? This all got changed due to the Burt Emanuel call in the playoffs years ago. Most people don't even know who that is anymore, Bert Emanuel. But you don't have to force the as far as force outs and allow the ball to touch the ground in situation. It's just it's just absurd. It's just absolutely absurd. And you know, even the broadcast, Tony Romo, who's played in the NFL for how many years? Even he was at first. He's like, what are they reviewing? I don't understand. And then all of a sudden, oh, okay. It's like somebody whispered in his ears what was going on on this particular. A situation. It's just, uh, just ridiculous. And uh, and so now the the outcome of all of this, the Patriots get a pardon. They're the benefactor of this. Belichick and Brady uh, survived. Now they could have won the game anyway if the Steelers had kicked a field goal uh, and then gone to overtime and you would have liked the Patriots' chances in overtime. But the Patriots now 11-3. and They've won their ninth straight AFC East title. That's a record for division titles. 15 of the last 17 AFC East titles have gone to the Patriots, and the road to the Super Bowl, barring a major hiccup against lowly bottom feeding teams such as the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets, who come into Tom Brady's house in Foxborough, means that that's where the championship of the AFC likely will be decided, and so that's where we stand. And you, uh, you know, how confident are you that the Patriots are actually going to be able to navigate their way through the? The postseason, because that was some shaky defense at the end. But you look around, and is there anybody legitimate? Like, the the Steelers are frauds, the way they finished this game. And not even the the, the Jesse James play, because I will give the Steelers, that should have been a touchdown. But how they reacted to it? Complete negligence by the Steelers at the end of the game. You You still have overtime in your back pocket, and you just vomited all over the field there and threw that away as well. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and we'll take your phone calls on this if you want to be part. The number, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the uh, festivities. Uh, I think Eddie Garcia is here. I believe he's right over there. There he is, uh, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Garcia, he's uh, right over there. Yeah I, yeah, I am right over here. Um, Very excited. I, I yes. will
5: I will agree with uh, pretty much everything you said. All there. right, stop um,
4: right there, period. We move on. Good job by you. Oh, the, the Perfect only, monologue. The only,
5: the only thing I would maybe take issue with is that, you know, the NFL doesn't care because this is good for business. I'm not sure that this is oh, good for business. Oh, they love it. Oh, it's
4: great for business. Well, I know not that one they, they like stop for us watching. to talk. Well, not I don't know. one person is going to stop watching. People I'm say they're going to stop watching over this. Listen. No, they're listen, not watching.
5: With all the stuff that's going on in the NFL – yeah, I, I can only tell you this. I, uh-huh. Look, am I still watching? Yeah, but am I as excited about the NFL as I was ten years ago? Yeah, you're, no, you're a bitter old guy. You know, us young hip
4: millennials, we still like it. You know,
5: we with, don't like I'm the flag saying, stuff with <laughs> all, with all the with all the crap. I mean, the game is not as physical as it used to be. Yeah, and I understand why, but still, it's not as enjoyable. And then the anthem stuff for some people, obviously, uh, and then these rules that. Are ridiculous uh, i mean i don't i don't understand i've never heard an explanation why this rule was put in place the focus on the uh you know completing the catch through the ground and all that stuff who who thinks this is a good idea who's excited about this well I got a
4: the competition committee you that put this together right the years ago this was their but idea for what reason was it to overturn
5: some great injustice usually something bad happens and you react to it who was yes. out there saying, my God, we've got to make sure these guys catch the ball, fall to the ground, and hold on to it for five seconds before we can rule that this is a touchdown? Or even, even worse, and I know we'll talk about what happened in the Raider-Cowboy game with Danny G, but this, we, we, we're putting rules in place to prevent something exciting from happening. Guys diving for the goal line. We don't want no. guys diving for the you, goal no, line? No,
4: Mike Perez said he worked for the NFL for years. He said there, he said you, you do it basically at your own peril. It's ridiculous. You're doing it, you do it at your no, it's, own risk.
5: I, I love guys diving for the pylon. I love guys diving for the no, goal line. No, no. That's what I want to see. As as, I don't want to see people
4: penalized yeah. for trying to do that. But as far as like the Raider-Cowboy game, which ended on a Derek Carr dive to the end zone where he fumbled it and it went out of the end zone, and of course they, then, they assume that the other team would have gotten the ball, and then they give it to the other team. Yeah, I, I saw this stupid. happen to the, the Rams uh, earlier. Todd Gurley this year. Had a ball out of the end zone that was same well similar outcome, uh, but it wasn't exactly the same as what Derek Carr did. But still, it's 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 so, how do you know the other team's going to recover? Yeah, why like, should most, they automatically get you know, the ball? I never understood. That. Most fumbles, the team that fumbles recovers most of the time. It's not a change of position. How many or change of possession? There's people that fumble all the time and their own team recovers it. Uh, I, I say, hey, just give the the team that fumbled the ball at the one yard line. If you want to punish them, put it back to the five yard line. If you want, or, or the ten yard line. Right,
5: that's but, that's way too severe <laughs> a punishment for. for <laughs> seems for absurd. not losing. Eh. Eh? Eh? I, I just I do disagree with you. I, I'm not saying I'm going to stop watching. You're but I'm no. I'm saying my my enjoyment of the NFL compared to ten years ago is not even yeah, close. But to But why?
4: Because it, it happened to your team. Because it's no, been no, no, happening no. for no. several
5: years this way. It's been happening. No, I'm saying when you, and when you put it all together with everything that's been going on, I'm just saying eh. I, I'm not a fan a fan of this league as much as I used to be. Not even close.
3: I smashed my remote control. You no, did. It's too oh, bad. that's no, unfortunate. The, the battery cover won't go back on. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Duct tape. Duct tape. Yeah. Baby. Oh, horrible. I, I am boycotting the last two Raider games.
4: So are they, actually. They're yeah. going to be boycotting as well. They will not be showing up, so they've decided to take those uh, those last couple games.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on
4: Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, there are but a handful of plays in any individual game where you're going to remember that and then the outcome of the game. We often talk about you remember the turning point. And then you remember the final score Now, the Raider Cowboy game, there were a couple of things that stood out in addition to the fact that the Cowboys won the game over the Raiders by a field goal. You had Derek Carr fumbling out of the end zone, and then the ridiculous touchback rule which gave the Cowboys possession of the ball when the Raiders had it were driving, and Carr fumbled and they of course, the NFL knows for sure at that point that the other team's going to recover the fumble. And so the Cowboys got the ball out at the 20-yard line, sealing the victory. But let's go back, though. Let's go back because the Cowboys, what turned out to be the game-winning drive, where there was a a key first-down call. Dak Prescott, on a quarterback keyboard was a fourth down and one at the 39-yard line of the Dallas Cowboys. Roughly five minutes or so to go in the game. And Dakota Prescott decides, again, the Cowboys call the play, run a quarterback keeper up the middle, fourth and one, trust your offensive line, get the first down. All right, tie game. Well, the way the ball was spotted, it was just short of the 40-yard line. They call the chains out. There's a meeting of the minds, right? They get together, and these like a the bunch of blind, uh, blind mice, uh, one leading the next one. And uh, they stood there, and Gene Sterator, the, uh, the referee, and he's trying to figure out, they're looking at this, and it's very close, Very, and the margins are very thin on this. The call, the ramifications of this call are humongous because, remember, it was at the Dallas 39-yard line, so if the Raiders had gotten possession of the football in this spot, they would have been able, in theory, just to get like five more yards and they would have kicked a field goal. They could have taken the lead. There still would have been time left for the Cowboys to come back. But anyway, they, uh, the, the referees, Gene Sterator and his crew, they were trying to figure it out. And Sterator folds up an index card to see if there's enough room between the, the tip of the football and the chain, right, to pull on the, the end of the chain and – Even though there was space, there was space between the the, the very beginning of the football, the nose of the football, and the pole. Despite that, Gene Steratore ruled, no, 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 that is a first down Cowboys. Move the chains. And the Cowboys would go down. They would end up getting a field goal. And as the game played out, that turned out to be the end of the game. The Cowboys ended up winning by that margin, that first down on that drive, they then matriculated the ball down the field they kicked what turned out to be it was a 19-yard field goal on that drive with less than two minutes to play and that was the game uh, before we comment on this let's hear from Jack Del Rio Jack Del Rio, the Raider coach who I'm sure you really enjoyed the way that game ended, yes? Never seen air like that and it somehow got, turned into a first down the air between the ball and the and the stick—that's your short. Okay, goes the other way. Period. Uh, well, no, they see the Cowboys actually got the benefit for that. Uh, here's more from Jack Del Rio, who quoted one of his players. Here, this is Del Rio quoting. Let's see if you can guess which Raider player Jack Del Rio is quoting. I don't want to get fined. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. I'm not happy with the yeah. way things were done. Yeah. Shout out a to a lot England. Of different situations throughout the night. Maybe. Shout out Westbrook. They did the best they could. I had a different viewpoint.
5: I saw air. (laughs) I was pretty obvious.
4: I'm just about that action, boss. That's right. He should have quoted him and said that. Marshawn got a little testy with the referee after that play. I don't know. Actually, I should have the car fumble. got a little little upset there. Uh, Here's uh, the other side. It takes two to tango. Here's Jason Garrett, who was the benefactor. I'm going to assume the position that Jason Garrett approved of this, but the decision to use the index card by Gene Steratore, uh, explain that to me, Jason Garrett. What do you think of all that? I don't know that I've ever seen that one. Really? It seems like that's the method they use to decide. Uh, one of my concerns that's was it method. looked like the, <laughs> the stick up.
3: was kind of on an angle, and I thought that was working against us, but eventually they straightened it out, and he broke the card out,
4: and uh, <laughs> we, we made it by the thickness of the card. They were going to bend that pole whichever way they had to bend that pole to make sure that was a first down at that particular point. That, that thing would have been laying on the ground if that's what it took to get that that call to be a first down in favor of the Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott, who not only is a quarterback, he sucked in this particular game. Yes, I mean, he was terrible. Uh, reaffirming my uh, award-winning uh, hot take last week that the uh, two good games that Prescott had against the Redskins – and the Giants were a mirage, and uh, he was just bad all the way around. But here's uh, Dak Prescott giving his 10 cents on the end-of-game situation.
1: I've never seen the referee pull out a card. Uh, that was interesting, um, but I felt like I got it. I felt like it wasn't that close. We got it anyway, so it doesn't
4: matter, but that was interesting. Yeah. Cowboys won a game where Dak Prescott had 212 yards passing, two interceptions, a quarterback rating of 59.5, and they win the game on the road. Uh, but let's, let's break it down. Listen, uh, what did you make? Simple question. What did you make of the double folded index card by Gene Sterator? All right, the referee. Uh, I've got my thoughts on this. You've got schoolyard, carrot top, and blunder. You've got those three things. First of all, it was a classic schoolyard move. Nowhere, to my knowledge, in the NFL rule book does it say if it's close, pull out an index card. It does not say this. This was done for showmanship, right? The, the use of the card was done to enhance the drama. That's what that's what this is all about. And then you've got Carrot Top. Why Carrot Top? Can you think of a better prop comedian than than Carrot Top? I mean, this was prop comedy, is what it was. It was. A bunch of referees all standing around. They didn't know what to do. It was so close. They're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do here? And then Gene, Gene Steratore with the ad lib is like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull this this index card out. But it was a blunder because it was poorly executed. What I mean by that? It was poorly executed because, as Jack Del Rio pointed out, there was space. If there's space, he didn't get the first down. He didn't get the first down. That's a bad job. Now, did you see what Gene Steratore said in a, to a poll, a poll reporter? A pool reporter, not a poll reporter. I guess in this case it was a poll reporter, though. That's not actually wrong. The pool reporter, he was asked. this. Is a, now, just imagine I'm the referee here. Uh, the To the pool reporter, uh, I'm asking Gene Steratore this question. Why did you use the index card? Now, have you heard this? Have you heard what Gene Steratore said? He said, quote, I didn't use the card to make the final decision. The final decision was made visually. The card was used. Nothing more than a reaffirmation uh, a reaffirmation that uh, what was visually done, my decision was visually done based on the look from the poll. Does anyone believe this, by the way? That he's, that, that was confirmation that he had already made the deci- decision to to make that particular call. I'm here, so I won't get fined. Yeah, the uh, follow-up question was, how did it reaffirm the call? Sterator then responded, that was already finished, he said. The ball was touching the pole. I used the card in there, and as soon as it touched, it was nothing more than a reaffirmation. Uh, The decision was made based on my visual from the top looking down and the ball touching the front of the pole. So he's doubling down on this. And uh, he was asked again a third time. He was asked what the purpose was, and he again repeated the same thing and said that he had already seen it with his eyes, and it was just reaffirming what he had already seen. So then a fourth time, a fourth time he was asked the same question, right? And do you think he broke down at this point, territory? No. He said the decision was made based on my visual look from the ball that was touching the pole. The card did nothing more than reaffirm. The ju- and then he then he said here the judgment was not made by the card itself. The referee declared it was made by my visual looking at the football as it relates to the line and the pole. Well, he's a hell of an actor, Gene Sterator, because the way it looked on television, maybe my TV's broken, I don't know, but the way it, it looked here. He had no idea what to do. It, it was so close to call, and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use this index card that I have here, and that will be the, th- the way that I decided. Even though, again, the visual thing, you look at the, the replay in that Raider-Cowboy game, it certainly appeared that there was enough space for the set index card, which should have turned the ball over on downs to the Raiders at the 39-yard line. But question after question. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not five times. Six times the referee, Gene Sterator was asked in the post-game pool report about that play, and he essentially repeated the same thing every single time. Liar! 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 He, he, was, also, he was also asked if he'd ever used the card before and how he thought of using it, and Sterator said it's maybe been done at some point In someone's career, he said, but I didn't use the card for my decision. No, no, no. I used my visual looking at the ball, reaching the pole, is what uh, Sterator said again. Uh, So six times he was asked essentially the same question, and six times he gave essentially the uh, same answer. Now, as far as the meaning of that, the Raiders are all but done. The Cowboys are still on life support. For the postseason, so neither one of these teams likely will be in the postseason. The, the Cowboys, though, when you look at the NFC. If Atlanta were to stub its toe, and if the Falcons somehow vomit against the Buccaneers, because there's a bunch of teams that are all like lurking in the shadows, hoping that Atlanta will stub its toe, and Dallas is one of those teams, but they're they're tied with Seattle. You've got the Lions, who are also right there. You've got a bunch of eight and six teams. And then you've got, like, Green Bay who lost. And they need all of these teams to lose out to have a chance to get the playoffs. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia! Right over there.
5: Well, I may kick myself for what I'm about to do. All right. Cuz you don't need any encouragement when it comes to honking up your team, but yeah. I didn't see any of the Rams Seahawks game. You didn't. Because I was watching obviously
4: the Patriots Steelers. game. You missed out on that. But yeah, I yeah, saw
5: I saw the picture, score. Picture thing. Yeah. At yeah. one point was it 30 to nothing? It was 40 to nothing. It was f- well, 40 the- to
4: nothing. Okay. I saw yeah.
5: the score it was 30 to nothing and, Yeah, we got, we got to 40 to nothing. My yeah. my reaction was wow. Yeah.
4: That uh, yeah. it was a walloping Really? That is an ass yeah. kicking. Yeah. And I'm, impressive, yeah, impressive. And this was this this meat grinder. It's on my list. That is, you know, oh, I'm I am sure a it fair is fair and balanced talk shows. So I could have started. True. I could have done the first two hours on nothing but the Rams. Run! I could have done that, right. and that would have been great. Radio It would have been a big ratings winner. People love when I talk about the Rams. <laughs> They're not the so most much. passionate team. They have a huge fan base. Not Everyone so loves much. the Rams. No. They're great. They're but,
5: exciting. But it's hard for you no. not to talk about them in,
4: in this case. I mean, well, my listen, God. Uh, it was uh, that was, that a was big an ass kiss. Ass kicking is what it was, and Seattle. They're coming apart at the seams. We had Seahawk on Seahawk crime at. I saw that. Yeah. Did you see that? I did. Uh, Earl Thomas, Legion of Boom imploding. Yeah. Uh, Earl Thomas questioning Bobby Wagner's decision to play through the hamstring injury that led to a back and forth on social media, and uh, was just just marvelous. The the, the Seahawks. They've, they cannot deal with what's going on right now. They have, they're falling apart. The franchise is falling apart. And this idea that the Seahawks are just going to bounce back next year, they, they need some major renovations to that roster. Because it's true, there's a lot of guys out right now, but those are older players. Older players are prone to get hurt. They've been around the NFL a long time, and uh, the Legion of Boom, long in the tooth, uh, the core of the Legion of Boom, they have to make some major changes to that Seattle defense. Yeah, that is not a team going the right direction. I mean, hell, the 49ers are headed the right direction more than the, than the uh, Seattle Seahawks at this particular point.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: It's Maller. How about that? To the third
3: degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
4: All right, we bring in the Coop loop, Justin Cooper.
1: Ben, a report over the weekend said that if LeBron James is to leave the Cavs after this season, that he won't be going to a young team, but rather a team that he would be considered the missing piece for. Ben, which teams around the league do you think that would uh, best fit that criteria?
4: Well, you, Nothing I love more than idle speculation about the future of LeBron James and where LeBron James is going to end up. Now, I thought he was going to the Lakers. That was a done deal. Then he was going to go to Philadelphia. Then he was going to go to the Houston Rockets. Uh, I believe he wants to be a Clipper. I think he's seen the light, and he really wants to be an L.A. Clipper now, yeah. and he, he'd get all the glory. No, listen here. This is the greatest clickbait in the NBA this side of Lavar Ball. But if, to to answer you legitimately, if 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 this is the criteria here, that he doesn't want to go to a young team, but rather a team that would be considered missing the missing piece, if you will then he can have the best of both worlds, a youngish team, but a team that needs that final piece, or do they, the Boston Celtics, who would be the easiest option because it's in his happy place, the Eastern Conference, uh, the Celtics have a stable of young studs uh, and a so-called magician as coach in Brad Stevens, if you value NBA coaching. The only drawback for LeBron would be that he'd be reunited with Kyrie Irving, and there was apparently a hitch in the uh, the plan there back in Cleveland. That's why Kyrie's in, in Boston right now. Uh, outside of that, I, I don't buy the rocket talk. I could see LeBron stumbling off to play for the Warriors. It's plausible if, if Golden State were to lose this year in the playoffs, if they stumble, that LeBron could be headed back there to save the Warriors, Right, you know, a, a disjointed Warrior team. But I I believe it's more likely than not, I've maintained it all the way along, that LeBron will end up staying in the Eastern Conference, that he's not going to head to the Western Conference. So I believe he'll stay somewhere in the Eastern Time Zone. Next! Some exciting news, Ben. Really? It's been over 16 years. Oh, okay. And my LeBron conversation wasn't exciting?
1: This is more exciting. Okay. It sounds like we may be seeing the return of the XFL. Yeah. Yep. You've heard it, uh, Vince McMahon supposedly wants to bring back his football league. Now, if you're old enough to remember, it debuted to pretty like uh, pretty great ratings and uh, a lot of hype, but didn't end so well. After one season, NBC decided to not uh, continue airing the XFL, and then Vince McMahon called it quits. They yeah. lost, I think, like $35 million in that first year, mm-hmm. but... It's uh, you know the stuff of legends. People still talk about it. Ben, do you think that it would be any more successful this time around?
4: Remember how excited you were, Coop? We talked about Ice Cube's three on three league, and you were really looking forward to that. <laughs> we had this conversation. <laughs> how many of those games did you watch, Coop? Zero. Yeah, exactly. I, like the, I, I, the idea of bringing back the XFL. Or I, I read over the weekend it's going to be called the United Football League. I mean, the, the idea is wonderful. Who? It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, I completely endorse it. I want to see it. Now, does anyone actually watch it? Probably not. I mean, there is a passion for football in America, and the United Football League, if they call it that, they can position themselves as being the anti-NFL. You know, they have the violent hits. They respect the police. You know, they respect the flag and all that, and yet they're a swashbuckling demolition derby of football. All of that is great, but it takes all, a good amount of time to build up any kind of a following, and it's it's that generational thing. It takes a a number of years. And so my advice to Vince McMahon, this time, if you want to be a pioneer in the game of football, and, and many of the things the XFL did, the NFL eventually copied and stole and used as their own, but the main thing, it's like a startup restaurant. You have to have the budget to lose money over an extended period of time, and stay with it when your investors are knocking down your door. You have to be able to stay with it, or else forget about it. Don't even waste your time. Next! Now, Ben, John Gruden isn't the only former coach-turned-TV
1: analyst that gets mentioned for open jobs. Every so often, Bill Coward gets his name thrown out there as well. Now, uh, he shot those rumors down, saying that he's comfortable where he's at, because supposedly he was going to be the next coach of the New York Giants. But you've argued many times that John Gruden is highly overrated and wouldn't be all that good coming back. You don't know why people keep throwing his name out there.
4: Do you think the same of Cowher? Bill Cowher, a very good coach. Cowher is a better coach than Gruden. However, he should also stay off the sidelines. I wouldn't hire him. I mean, number one, Bill Cowher has been out of the frying pan for so long. There is an expiration date. I, in anything, I mean, I, I understand. You know, you're, you're off, if I did radio and all of a sudden I stopped doing radio, if I did nothing, if I didn't even do a podcast and, and then that's it, and then I decided to come back and go into it, it would it would sound horrific. Like, he's been off the grid. Bill Cowher last coached in 2006. It's been over a decade since he was doing this. A lot has changed there. The players in the NFL, the core of the NFL, these guys were like 12 and 13 the last time Bill Cowher coached an NFL game. It's been a long time. And and Cower, he's going to be 61, which is not over the hill for an NFL coach uh, next NFL season. He seems perfectly satisfied providing cliche-filled, snooze-inducing commentary on CBS. There are younger coaches I would prefer to see given an opportunity. Look at the success Sean McVay has had in L.A. You can ram it all day. You can ram it all night. Find the next Sean McVay. Let Bill Cowher continue to draw everyone into a coma on television. There it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Penny Passes Edition. That's a winner.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice.
0: Hold that thought. No one's paid attention
4: to me for 10
3: whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw
4: you. And away we go. It's the Instant Advice Line unscreened radio. Who needs our advice? So many people need our advice. We can only pick one a week to do this. The, uh, The candidates we had, we had Gene Steratore on how to properly decide on what a first down is and what is not a first down. We could have given advice to Ben Roethlisberger on how to properly throw his coaches under the bus. We didn't do that. Uh, The play that everyone's talking about here is at the end of the Steeler-Patriot game, home field advantage in the NFL, in the AFC anyway, decided by the catch rule. Jesse James looked like he had scored a touchdown. The crowd sounded like they had witnessed a touchdown by their reaction. And they went to instant replay, and it wasn't a touchdown. So your advice to the NFL on how to handle the catch rule. If you want to be part of this, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996. Six three six nine. We'll say hello to you on line one. You're live on the air when you hear my voice. Line one. Your advice to the NFL on how to properly handle the catch rule. Thank you for that. Line two. Your advice to the NFL. Line two. I
3: suggest they do like Devonte Adams and give everybody the finger like he did when he got a concussion.
4: Yeah, that sounds good. That's solid advice. Line three. Your advice, please, to the NFL on how to properly handle the catch rule. Two hands. Oh, See, he just did the two hands. Not the rest of it. That's good. Line line four. Hello, line four. Advice to the NFL on how to correct the, ch- the, the catch rule.
3: I tell those guys to get a pito de burro.
4: Line five. Hello, line five. Yeah, never describe what
3: you eat again because you make me sick.
4: Line six. You're on the air. We're giving advice to the NFL on how to handle... The catch rule, line six, Luke fourteen sixteen. Oh, uh, is that? It's in the Bible. They just got to read that, and then they'll be good. Everyone, open up the Bible. Line one. Hello, line one. My advice to
3: the NFL would be not to pull out your peasant in public. And Fox Sports News, go now.
4: Yes, uh, that's that's an outdated uh, reference. But thank you for that. Line two. Hello, go your advice, please, to the NFL let, on how to handle the catch rule. Let Bella decide. Yeah, right, there he is. my Pain in the ass. Line three, you are next. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Try your luck. No screener. You're live on the air when you hear my voice. Hello, line three. It went from
3: poor me to screw you.
4: Line four, you're on the air. Go. Yes, Ben. I would uh, look the NFL right square in the eye and
3: say get ass on Facebook.
4: Line five, hello. Your advice to the NFL on how to properly handle the catch rule.
3: Yeah, I would jerk myself like, straight into Ben's eye and say, Hi, I like
4: the Saints. Line six, you're on the air. Advice, please, to the NFL on how to handle the catch rule. I would have Goodell gal called Donald Trump. Yes, I'm sure. Well, that's a good question. Will the president, in his morning tweet storm, which usually comes about the time we get off the air, will the president address the NFL catch rule, or does he have to avoid that because he's been telling everyone not to watch the NFL? It's an awkward situation. Line one, hello. Hello. Yeah. I'll, I bet he will say it because he and Belichick are still tight, the president, so I, he'll probably say something. Jerk yourself away. Line two, you're on the air, line two. Your advice to the NFL on how to properly handle the catch rule.
3: They need to take a lesson from Peyton Manning. They need to learn how to handle their ball.
4: Is Peyton Manning's the best ever, unless he's not. Uh, all right, line three, hello. hello Dan, oh, it's Donald Duck. Donald, what would you do to change the NFL catch rule, Donald? Go
0: Los
2: Angeles Rams.
4: Whatever you said, yes. A Go line... Los Angeles Rams. Oh, okay, good. Donald Duck's a Ram fan. He said L- he eats a lot of ham. Line four, hello. It's so sad. This is the last incident of Line of the year. Oh, yeah, like I guess that is a good point. Yeah, this is the last one of the year. Ooh. Who knew? Uh, line five. I don't look at it in that term. We have a whole archive of instant advice lines to go back on the podcast and listen to. Hello, Line Five. Hey, Raider Nation, call a ambulance. <laughs> All right, Danny G, fading you out there. It's uh, lock- <coughs> a violation. Line six. You are next, Line Six. We're giving advice to the NFL on how to handle the catch rule.
2: Drink more, smoke more, and make love more.
4: Yes, yeah, make love. Hey,
1: where are the white women at?
4: Montana. That's where Tammy hangs out. Line one. Hello, line one. Jonas Knox is a douche. All right. Uh, line two. Hello, line two. That's not nice. Line two. I like Jonas. Go ahead, line two. Ask your mama. Your mama. Nothing kids like more in, like, fifth grade than your mama jokes. And they love it. Stop this future atrocity. <laughs> yes, that guy's got his own YouTube channel uh, doing that kind of stuff. Well, line three, hello. Hi, Ben. This is Betty. And my advice would be to go wrestle with men. <laughs> Where's well, the... I like to wrestle with men. What, what happened to the captain in Newport? We haven't heard from the uh, captain since the dating game didn't go so well. Uh, line four, hello. Out at the playoffs. All right, <laughs> line, line five, you're next on the air. It's Instant Advice Line Radio. We time-shifted it. We're giving advice to the NFL on how to properly alter the catch rule. Let the Rams decide. Line. Uh, let the Rams do whatever they want. Line six, hello. Luke 24. Uh, we've already heard that. Line, uh, is that, a new, one? Oh, maybe that was a new one? I cut you off. Line one, go. It's a worm. It's a walking stick. It's a pistol neck tandem bicycle. Yeah, pencil neck that Ray. Him? That's the guy. I, he's at his best in short doses. Pencil neck, right? Pencil Don't neck you a lost cat magnet. We love pencil that. Guy. Neck. Get a whole wall of sound bites from pencil neck Ray. Hello, line two. You're on the air. Go. Consult with Tom Looney. Nah, nah. Nobody needs to talk to Tom <laughs> Looney.
3: Oh, nothing. Looney.
4: Line three. Go. Hello, line three. <laughs> They need to talk to Twinkle Toes Mallard. Well, listen, I wasn't on the stage dancing. Not that I'm opposed to that. All right, uh, we do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I will blame the Loop who will pick the final call on the instant advice line for the NFL on how to handle the catch rule. Take your time, Coop. Don't mind that we're on the air. I know <laughs> got, you're pausing to think about Let's this. Let's go with line three. Line three. All right. We just talked to line three, but somebody else is calling in. Line three, you are the final call on the incident advice line of the NFL. Go ahead, line three.
2: Yes, the NFL, sit down the lake, William Shatner, and go to the ballet.
4: There it is, the final call. <laughs> go to the ballet. Oh, I bet Shatz loves the ballet. Check, mate. Those are his people at the ballet, right? Those front are row, guys. yeah, front row, drinking the wine, hanging out, looking at the little program with all the names of the Russian ballet dancers. Like he knows who they are. That's that's Shat's right there.
5: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Do you love Selena?
1: Like, really love?
2: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of
1: Tejano.